Psalm 92, beginning in verse 4. For you have made me glad through your work. I will triumph in the work of your hands. O Lord, how great are your works! Your thoughts are very deep. A senseless man does not know, nor does a fool understand this. When the wicked spring up like grass, and when all the workers of iniquity flourish, it is that they may be destroyed. But you, Lord, are on high forevermore. For behold your enemies, O Lord, for behold your enemies shall perish, and all the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. <clears throat> and it goes on to say the blessing upon the righteous. And in this, we hear something about God that if we don't get a hold of, will leave us in a lot of ignorance. That God's thoughts are very deep. It's not the only place he says it, but it says it right here. God's ways are not, in another place it says, God's ways are not like our ways, and his thoughts are not like our thoughts. Many times I hear people saying that God let them down, or God isn't hearing them, or God isn't doing what he's asking. God this and God that. They're speaking out of ignorance. They don't know or understand that God's ways, his thoughts are very deep. So what does that mean, very deep? It means that they're not on the surface. God is not a surfacey God. He is not just a God, a shallow God. He is very deep. His thoughts are complex and deep. Not just sitting out on the surface for anybody to figure out. And if they're so deep, it says, well then how can we understand? And we'll get to that. But it says that the fool and the senseless man doesn't know or understand. You know, I hear people say all the time, why doesn't God do something to these people? Why is God letting people do that and this and that? Why are they letting these people sin and everything? They're on a slippery slope. Judgment is waiting for them. And unless they repent, judgment they will have. And that's why we pray for those on that slippery slope. To get off that slope. To get off that road that leads to destruction. We have to understand that God is not an easy read. It's not all sitting out there on the surface that anybody can just pluck up. Jesus said that no one can come to him unless the Father draws him. And so, as we think about that, we go to 1 Samuel in chapter 2. 
In the book of Deuteronomy, as we're turning there, in the book of, we're going to go in the first Samuel chapter 2, but in the book of Deuteronomy, Moses said, the secret things belong to the Lord our God. But the things that are revealed are for us and our children. God reveals things to us. If we, as we've been talking about, put ourselves in a place to hear. And so today, we continue that thought in verse 22, chapter 2, 1 Samuel, chapter 2, verse 22. I'm sorry. 1 Samuel, starting with verse 12, chapter 2, verse 12. 1 Samuel 2, 12. Now the sons of Eli were corrupt, they did not know the Lord. And the priest's custom with the people was that when any man offered a sacrifice, the priest's servant would come with a three-pronged flesh hook in his pan while the meat was boiling. And then he would thrust it into the pan or kettle or cauldron or pot, and the priest would take for himself all the flesh hook brought up. So they did in Shiloh to all the Israelites who came there. Also, before they burned the fat, the priest's servant would come and say to the man who sacrificed, Give me meat for roasting to the priest, for he will not take boiled meat from you, but raw. And if the man said to him, They should really burn the fat first, then you may take as much as your heart desires, he would then answer him, No, but you must give it now, and if not, I will take it by force. Therefore the sin of the young men was very great before the Lord, for the men uh, abhorred or despised the offering of the Lord. So the sons of Eli were very corrupt in doing all this. They were forcing people to go against the law of Moses, uh, to burn the fat first and everything, and all the other part of the law, and they were just saying, no, you give it to me now, the way I want it, or I'm going to take it by force. And so then it continues on in verse 22. Now Eli was very old, and he heard everything his sons did to all of Israel, and how they lay with the women who assembled at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. So he said to them, Why do you do such evil things? For I hear of your evil dealings from all the people. Know, my sons, for it is not a good report that I hear. You make the Lord's people transgress. If one man sins against another, God will judge him. But if a man sins against the Lord, he will intercede for him. Nevertheless, they did not listen to the voice of their father because the Lord desired to kill them. For their disrespect of him, desired to kill them. Now, Eli did rebuke his sons, but that's all he did. And let's continue on. Verse 26. And the child Samuel grew in stature and favor, both with the Lord and with men. And a man of God came to Eli and said to him, Thus says the Lord, Didn't I not clearly reveal myself to the house of your father when they were in Egypt in Pharaoh's house? Didn't I choose him out of all the tribes of Israel to be my priest, to offer up my altar, to burn incense? And to wear an ephod before me, 
Didn't I give to the house of your father all the offerings of the children of Israel made by fire? Why do you kick at my sacrifice and my offering, which I have commanded in my dwelling place, and honor your sons more than me, to make yourselves fat with the best of the offerings of Israel, my people? Therefore the Lord God of Israel says, I said indeed that your house and the house of your father would walk for me forever. But now the Lord says, Far be it from me. For those who honor me, I will honor. And those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. And so, God says a few things here. That God revealed himself to the house of Israel in Egypt by his signs and wonders. And by the law, and he revealed himself to Moses and so forth. And we find out that God is a God who reveals himself in many different ways. The word reveal can be also mean show yourself. To reveal yourself means to show yourself. And so he confronts Eli, the high priest, who God spoke to and revealed himself to in different ways, like through this man of God, the prophet, comes to Eli and rebukes him. God rebukes him through this prophet. And so he confronts the problem. He had the power to do something about his sons. Not just rebuke them. But he said he honored his sons more than God. He honored his sons more than God. Well, how did he do that? He was high priest. He could have removed them from office. He was the ruler of the people. The high priest was the ruler of the people. And he, at that time, he could have removed him from being in office. He, but there is sons, and I guess there was, you know, he was proud of his sons being priests and ministering too. He saw that they were committing adultery, that they were they were for, forcing the people to to give them, you know, from the sacrifice the way they went in and, and dishonored God's word. He saw all of that. He didn't remove them from office. If you read this here, he even threatened to remove them. He honored them more than God. He says, those, and God says, those who honor me, I will honor. How do we honor God? Well, you see here that Eli and his sons didn't honor God's word above all. And because of that, God did not honor them. And we have a message in that for us, in honoring God, and honoring what He says, putting His Word before our own, you know, our own families, our, you know, honor, instead of honoring our own families, honoring our own people, honoring our own church, honoring anything, God's Word comes first. God comes first, honoring Him before all else. Because He's worthy of that, because He's God. And people don't respect and honor God the way they should. Wasn't that he he was doing a lot of things. He's offering sacrifices to God. He's doing all this ministering to God for the people. He's doing all this stuff. But he is honoring his sons before God. More than God. We can't do that. People live in bondage because they honor other things before God. They honor their spouse. They honor their children. They honor their their business. They honor so many things 
before God. Those who honor me, them I will honor. <clears throat> so then we go to chapter 3. Now the boy ministered, verse 1, Now the boy ministered, the boy Samuel, ministered to the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days, there was no widespread revelation. There was corruption. They didn't, people didn't hear from God a lot. Is that because God wasn't speaking? No, it was because of the corruption of the people and of the priesthood at that time. There's corruption. Their sins were separating them from hearing from God. Their walking in the flesh was separating them from hearing from God. In verse 2, And it came to pass at that time while Eli was lying down in his place, and when his eyes had begun to grow so dim that he could not see, and before the lamp of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord where the ark of God was, and while Samuel was lying down, that the Lord called Samuel and he said, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. And he said, I did not call. Lie down again. And he went out and lay down, and the Lord called yet again Samuel. So Samuel rose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. And he answered, I did not call my son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. But he's, a minister, but he's ministering to the Lord. He's ministering to a God he doesn't know at this point. He's a boy and he doesn't know the Lord yet. But we read earlier that the child Samuel grew in stature and in favor both with the Lord and with men. So he was growing. The Lord's favor was growing toward him and God's honoring him. But he doesn't yet know the Lord yet at this point. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. And that's an important thing. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to Samuel. Yet here he was, ministering to the Lord, serving the Lord as a minister of God at Shiloh, and yet he still not, didn't know the Lord. Knowing the Lord is an event that has to take place. Coming to know the Lord and knowing His word doesn't happen naturally. This is a spiritual thing. He was a little boy. He was a boy. He had not yet known the Lord. The word, the word did he know the word of the Lord yet? But then, it says, verse 8, The Lord called Samuel again the third time. See, so he arose, and he went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you did, not, for you did call me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go lie down, it shall be, if he calls you, that you must say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now you begin to ask the question, you have all these men and all these ministers 
and all these priests and the high priest, why doesn't God just talk to the high priest himself? He's the high priest. God spoke prophetically through high priests at this time, through the Old Testament. Why didn't he just say, hey, Eli, first he sends a man of God to him, we read earlier, and now he goes to a boy who doesn't even know him yet. And the word of the Lord has not even been revealed to him yet. And he calls him. And what does he call him to do? To give a message to Eli. Why didn't he just tell Eli himself? God would not honor him because of Eli and his sons, because of the corruption of Eli and the corruption of his sons. The way that he was dishonoring God and dishonoring his word, <coughs> that's the reason why God wasn't speaking directly to him. He was speaking through others to him. A boy, he didn't even know him yet. Verse 10. Now the Lord came and stood and called at his other time, saying, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered, Speak, for your servant hears. And the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I will do something in Israel, at which both ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. And that day I will perform against Eli all that I have spoken concerning to his house, from beginning to end. For I have told him that I will judge his house forever, for the iniquity which he knows, because his sons made themselves vile or corrupt, and he did not restrain them. And so judgment against Eli's house. God told a man of God, uh, a prophet that went to Eli before, and now he reveals it to Samuel. This is the beginning of God revealing his word to Samuel. Right here. God began to reveal his word to him here. It's the very beginning, the very beginning of his relationship with the Lord. He served the Lord and he ministered to the Lord and you know offered helped the, the, the priest, assisted the priest. And he was growing in stature with the Lord and with men. But now he begins to come to know the Lord. And so in verse 19 it says, So Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him, and let none of his words fall to the ground. And all Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, knew that Samuel had been established as a prophet of the Lord. How did they know that? Remember in the communion meditation where I said, that he who uh, believes in the Son has this witness in himself. You know, when the Lord is with somebody, there's certain signs, there's certain evidences of it. And the evidence of the Lord being with Samuel was so clear that all the whole nation of Israel knew about it. As he was growing up, people recognized not only that the Lord was with him, that God had established him to be a prophet. 
He was very careful with his words. He didn't let his words fall to the ground. He didn't speak presumptuously. He didn't speak carelessly. He measured his words, just like it says about David later. He was very careful with what he spoke. And so should we. All of Israel knew that Samuel had been established as a prophet. Verse 21, Then the Lord appeared again in Shiloh, for the Lord revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh by the word of the Lord. So now, he knows the Lord, and the Lord reveals himself and his word to him. It says, the the Lord revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh by his word, by the word of the Lord. God reveals himself to us in his word. It's not the only way, but it is the foundational way. It's the main way that he reveals himself to us. He reveals himself to us, we read weeks back, through the things he created. Nature is a witness of his existence. It's a testimony and a witness. But God also reveals himself to us in his word. We can come to church. We can profess to be a Christian. We can do Christian things. But do we know the Lord? Has he revealed himself to us? Has he revealed his word to us? You see, this is a real issue. Because we have a lot of institutions all over the world in Christendom that are called seminaries. And a lot of them are using the Bible from the natural mind. From using the intellect to know God, and teaching God through the intellect, through the natural mind, through natural wisdom, trying to understand God through natural wisdom. What does it make? False teachings. Christendom is filled with false teachings. It's not, those false teachings are not a work of God, it's the work of the enemy, obviously. In the book of Daniel, Daniel, Daniel says that God reveals deep and secret things. Revelation from God. God revealing things to us. I know we've talked about this, but it can't be emphasized enough. God reveals, that. there's that word deep again. Deep and secret things. If his thoughts are deep, he wants to reveal his thoughts to us. He wants to reveal his mind to us. Those deep things of God. But they're not known through the natural mind. You can study and study until you're blue in the face. But if the Holy Spirit is not guiding me, He's not guiding you or me. <clears throat> We will have religion, but we won't understand the truth.
truth of God's word, and we won't get to know him through scholarship and through study without the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said the Holy Spirit will guide us into all truth. It is through the ministry of the Holy Spirit in the believer's life that helps us to come to know God and to come to know His Word through the revelation of the Holy Spirit. God revealing, God showing Himself to us. King Nebuchadnezzar, we read about a few weeks ago. In his testimony, he said to Daniel, he said, Your God is a God of gods and a Lord over kings and a revealer of secrets. God reveals the secret things to those he chooses. Go to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2. Luke chapter 2 and verse 25. This is when uh, Jesus was brought to the temple as a baby by his uh, parents in Jerusalem. Verse 25, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this one was a just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit, that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child, Jesus, to do all, to do for him according to the custom of the law, Simeon took him up in his arms and blessed God. God had revealed some things to him by his Spirit. Miraculous things. Prophetic things, things that he would never have known if God had not revealed them to him. But who was he? This man was just and devout. He's a godly man. And he was waiting for the coming of, of the Christ at that time. And God showed him, well, you're going to see him before you die. And he by the and he guided him into the temple. And led him into the temple at the exact time that Jesus' parents were bringing Jesus into the temple. And he sees him, he takes him up in his arms, and he says, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace. According to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before all the people. A light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. To bring to us revelation. Revelation of what? Revelation of himself. That God wants to reveal himself to us and reveal his word to us in a way that's not natural. In a way that's spiritual. 
You remember when Jesus prayed to the Father and he said, Lord, I thank you that you've hidden these things from the wise and the prudent and revealed them unto babes. The things of God are not seen through the natural eye and the natural mind. They must be revealed to us. Things of God. Oh, we can have a Bible in our hands and we can read it if we can read. That doesn't mean we have a revelation that God is that God is revealing things to us just because we're reading it. You know, some Christians will say to unbelievers, Oh, just read the Bible, just read it. You'll 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 know what I'm talking about then. Really? No. Not unless God reveals it to them. I had that personal experience as a teenager. Tried to read the Bible. The book was completely and totally locked up to me. Why? Because God hadn't revealed it to me yet. I wasn't in that place yet. Oh, I was ten years later, but at that time I wasn't. Some things had to happen in my life before I was ready, or God was ready to reveal the truth about himself to me. And it was an answer to prayer. Acts chapter 26. <clears throat> Acts 26. Return to that. This is Saul of Tarsus, Paul, giving his account of his conversion to King, King Agrippa. And Acts 26, verse 12. While thus occupied, as I journeyed to Damascus with authority and commission from the chief priest, at midday, O king, along the road I saw a light from heaven brighter than the sun shining around me, and those who journeyed with me. And when he had all fallen to the ground, I heard a voice speaking to me and saying in the Hebrew language, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is hard for you to kick against the goats. So I said, Who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But rise, stand on your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose to make you a minister and a witness, both of the things which you have seen <clears throat> and of the things which I will yet reveal to you. God was going to reveal things to Saul Tarsus, his conversion. And he was going to be a minister and a witness of things that God would reveal to him later. Paul, Saul of Tarsus, was known as a man of God, but really he didn't know God. And he was fighting against God and persecuting those who were following God in truth. Christians. He knew the Old Testament scriptures. He read them. He studied them. He was a, he was a, a scholar. But he didn't know the Lord. And he, the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. 
It was beginning to be real to him now when we just read his conversion. That's when the word of the Lord began to be revealed to him, his conversion. Holy Spirit, it was a supernatural revelation. And that's how people are saved. And no other way. By a supernatural revelation from God. It may not seem supernatural. God, but it is God revealing himself to people. Opening their hearts to believe the things that they've heard. And showing himself to be real. And showing that the truth of the gospel. That is a revelation. God revealing himself. Jesus said that he would reveal himself, him and the Father would come to them and reveal himself to them. To those who kept his word, that he would reveal himself to them. First Corinthians chapter 2. As it is written, eye has not seen, neither has ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. The eye doesn't see it, the ear can't hear it. Nor can it enter into the heart of man, except, verse 10, God reveals these truths to us through his Spirit. That's what a minister of God needs, to have revelation from God. He doesn't need to go away to a college for two years or four years and get a degree to become a minister of God. He needs to hear from God. He needs to have a revelation of, from God. God touching him, speaking to him. So, well, how does that happen? It comes through believing him. It comes from God. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Verse 12. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have freely been given to us by God. And these things we speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches. Spiritual things. We can only understand spiritual things through the Spirit of God. We can only come to know God through His Spirit. So, well, how does that happen? Jesus says, come to me. You who are burdened heavily laden, I will give you rest. Jesus invites us to come to him. If we are thirsty, come to him and drink. Talking about the Holy Spirit. It's through coming to Christ and drawing close to God. And having, having that time, making that time in our life to get to know God, that he will reveal himself to us. Samuel took the time. David took the time. Noah took the time. Men and women of God took the time 
to become a man or woman of God. Not just a man or woman of God in name, but for real. Take time to know God. To come to Him and have Him reveal Himself to you in His Word. To let His Holy Spirit show you the truth. Many times people have said, you know, I've been reading God's Word, it's not saying anything to me. I, you know, I don't understand, I don't understand what it's saying. What's wrong with this picture? It's because you have to humble yourself and recognize that only God can reveal the truth to you. Only God can reveal the truth of His Word to you. Otherwise, there's going to be a lot of noise, a lot of chatter, and just another book, and just a lot of religious hocus-pocus. And Paul says, this is what we're preaching. We're preaching the things that the Holy Spirit revealed to us. As it said in the book of Acts, that God would reveal things to him. The things that were revealed to him, he preached. <clears throat> but we can't just depend on other people. See, this is where the rubber meets the road. We don't need another book or a CD or another uh, a preacher or anything else. Not that there's anything wrong with those things. But if we're empty inside, and if we're struggling, if we don't know God, if we're not close to God, then we need to get close to God. And the, the Word of God be revealed to us. The Word of God is revealed to us by only one person. God Himself. Otherwise, this book is dead to us. So, how do you know that? Next verse. The natural, the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. That means that they are closed off from anyone who does not have them revealed to them by the Holy Spirit. We must have these things revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. Read the Bible? Yes. Read God's Word? Yes. But only looking for God to understand and not trying to lean on our own understanding to understand the Word of God. What is God saying? We come to things that are complex and hard to understand. And we can just blow it all off using our natural mind. And it says here right, very clearly, the natural mind cannot receive, cannot understand the things of God, the Spirit of God. Of course not. Because it's from God. God's ways are deep and far above us. And how can we understand His ways and His words and His person unless he reveals it to us. Jesus says, No one knows the Father except the Son, and to him whom the Son chooses to reveal him to him. We don't know the Father except through revelation. We don't know the Son except through revelation. We don't understand the Word of God except he reveals it to us. So what does that do to us? 
It brings us to a place of humility or confusion, one or the other. Either we humble ourselves and say, okay, Lord, teach me, show me, guide me as I look into your word. Now we got something. A humble heart. A teachable heart. A willing heart. What is your truth, God? No matter what it costs me. No matter what it is. Let me know. What is it? What is your will? What is your way? Who are you? Let me come to know you. Humility. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And he will exalt you in due time. He gives grace to the humble, but he resists the proud. And that's what it is. The natural mind. Trying to understand the highways of God through our carnal mind. We try to do it through our own mind, our own strength. God will resist us. God resists the proud. But he gives grace to the humble. He will be gracious to us and reveal things to us. Like he did to the boy Samuel. And finally, the last one is in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13. This speaks directly to Christians. Speaking of Jesus here in verse 13, speaking of him to the Ephesian church. In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Verse 15. Before you had the Ephesian church, he's writing this to people who had become Christians, who had been sealed with the Holy Spirit. Jesus had been revealed to them. The Word of God, to a certain degree, had been revealed to them. But listen to what Paul says in verse 15. Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of your calling, the riches of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power. The message is very simple. There's more. There's more than just becoming a Christian and hearing the truth. There's more to be revealed to us. There's more. They're already saved. Receive the Holy Spirit. They were sealed with the Holy Spirit. Paul is praying for them that God would give them more. More revelation of Jesus. More revelation of God. And he says that we might know the power that he has towards us who believe. We might understand our hope that we have in him. And the riches of his glory. His love for us. You know many Christians. 
don't know and under, don't understand that God really loves us. I don't think any of us really understands, I speak for myself too, how much he loves us. That's something that's just as mind-boggling. But God begins to reveal things to us if we come to him for more. Not just to be satisfied to read a, Bible, a couple of Bible verses, read a chapter, pray, pray what we need, and go our way. Lord, there's more. I want more. Reveal to us the greatness of, you, of your power to us who believe. Reveal to us the great riches of inheritance we have as Christians now in this life. What great things that he has for us in this life available to us. Things are hidden from us. We're still fighting with the carnal mind. We're wrestling with that carnal mind. There's more. Lord, give us more understanding. Give us more revelation. Reveal yourself more to us. Help us to come to know you more, to draw closer to you, to understand you for who you really are. <clears throat> Any brothers want to comment on that? Anything else anybody wants to share, say?